0: I would say, you know, kind of like we we talked about a little earlier, just listening to what you what's on your heart and what's on your mind. What do you think about all the time? What inspires you? What makes you feel alive? You know, and go towards that because it's there for a reason. You have those feelings for a reason. You've been given a gift. It's just changed everything in my life.
1: Every single person has a gift to offer the world. And what does that look like? How can we inspire people to do that? Stab on that and, and be anchored in that because um, their fulfillment lies in their identity, not in their actions. You can kind of, sort of BS everybody else. It's that kind of thing where you know if you're on it or not. Wake up and clean the slate,
2: and you don't have to believe the lies that people have told you.
1: You're not living that to its potential
2: it's a waste.
1: Welcome to the Forgotten Art Project. My name is David.
2: And I'm Shara. We are so excited to be here today. Thank you for joining us. Hello, so I'm so excited to introduce to you today, Crystal Johnson. Hi, Crystal. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? Good. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself and where we're at and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, We are
0: currently sitting at our gym. Uh, We've been here for seven years. Uh, The name is Truth Fitness. We're located in downtown Puyallup. We offer several different classes. Uh, First one that we offer is CrossFit classes, and we do offer that for kids through adults. We have kids classes that are ages 5 to 13, and then adult classes would be 14 and up. In addition to our CrossFit classes, we also offer boot camp classes, which would be a less technical type of workout than a CrossFit class. Uh, We also offer mobility classes uh, that vary throughout the seasons. Um, Currently, right now, we're offering a yoga class on Saturdays.
2: Awesome. Wow. So just a couple of things then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just a couple of light things, you know, to keep yourself busy. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, um, let, let's get a little bit of your background. Okay. Where did, did you start in fitness or, um, and of course I know but <laughs> you started somewhere. Else. Right. Tell us a little yeah. bit about where you came from and then maybe yeah. what brought you into the fitness world.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, when I was 15, I started working out, um, at a regular gym, a local gym, not a big chain. Um, they offered things like, um, aerobics. And weight training. You know, of course, there's always a weight room. Um, So I started doing aerobic classes, step classes, back in the day when I was 15. That would have been uh, (laughs) early 90s. And did that for many years Um, in this area, which I've been in the Puyallup area since I was in high school. And uh, really all you could find in this area were those step aerobics classes. Then uh, some of the gyms around here started offering things like boot camp or kickboxing, and then Mm. I got into those, too, as just a a participant. So I was a participant in fitness. I've kind of been in the fitness industry as someone participating, I guess, um, for 10, 15 years before I actually started coaching or teaching anything. Mm. I was at a gym for probably a good 10 years until age 15 to 25. And they came to me and said, hey, you know, you're here all the time. Why don't you consider doing some classes for us or teaching some of these group classes? So I did go and get certified uh, to be a group fitness instructor is what the title would be. So Mm. um, started that um, when I was about 25, 26 and started teaching all those classes I just mentioned. In addition, added on like spinning classes, and started doing CrossFit. The one of the gyms that I worked at, there were three that I worked at, um, started offering this CrossFit thing, and it was new at the time. That was about yeah. two thousand seven.
2: Well, it's a newer. It is concept. kind of new. Yeah,
0: it started it down at, at like ninety eight in California. Okay. Uh, there were only you know just one or two down there, um, and then it started moving kind of northwest. And actually, Seattle was. I think the third affiliate was located in Seattle. Oh, wow. So um, really started kind of here in California. Like we're lucky to have it here. So mm-hmm. anyway, we started hearing about this thing, thought, okay, we'll try it out. Me and several of the other instructors of the gym that I was at went to the owner's garage at their home and tried out this CrossFit thing. We were smoked after our first workout of doing CrossFit. And we all thought we were fit. We'd been do- working out teaching people for 10 years you know this was like kind of a crew that i'd been with for the whole 10 years we thought we were fit yeah and then we did we did the crossfit warm-up is what it's called and wow oh it's intense
2: <laughs> yeah so it's we're intense. like
0: sore in places we never knew we'd be sore you know of course the movements were challenging too so then we're like okay we need to do this so that gym uh they went and purchased their affiliate they did all the things that they needed to do to become an affiliate so so
2: quick. Yeah. you did the workout it like crushed you. Yes, and you said, "Hey, we should do this <laughs> <Yes>. more because <laughs> that's not a normal thing. <laughs> it's I think. not normal." But I think it,
0: you know, as someone who's passionate about fitness, you always want something to challenge yourself.
2: Hmm. We were
0: kind of bored, not really seeing any results. Mm. through what we were doing already, which was step classes, boot camp classes, kickboxing, um like I said, spin classes. I I loved being a spin class instructor. I mean it was great cardio, but I wasn't seeing the results that I ended up getting with CrossFit. So it was exciting to get so exciting. Absolutely, yes. Interesting. Well and later, you know, once we started doing it, then I started seeing muscles that I didn't even really know I had. Mm. And I'd been working out for 10 years. So you were discovering. Yes. And I was blown away. Uh, One of the things that was most significant to me when I first was watching other people do it was watching the women climb ropes. Mm. I was like, I want to do that. Mm. You know, I've been doing all these other things, you know, running and kickboxing, things like that. But what about climbing a rope? I thought that was pretty awesome for myself. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, then I want to start doing CrossFit. So I started just as a participant, you know, just like we have all of our beginning people here do, kind of, you know, very basic stuff. You know, I didn't start with climbing a rope. You know, I started with the other stuff and eventually fell in love with it so much that I went and got certified to, do, to teach or coach CrossFit. Hmm. So that would have been 11 years ago now for myself
2: wow. that I went
0: and got certified to do that. Um, so the gym that I was at, I started coaching CrossFit at the same time still doing those other classes, teaching them boot camp and things like that. Um, at the other two gyms I was at, I was a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And being level one certified with CrossFit, you can teach or coach people in personal training with using CrossFit methods. And that's something like, I mean, that's the legalese for you know what you can offer to your clients. So I was at these other gyms, I was known as the CrossFit trainer. Mm. So that was kind of cool to me. I was able to take, I, I remember this one gal, I think she must've been 68, heavier set gal, um, started with me at that age. Her goal was to be able to get down to the floor and back up. That mm. was her personal training goal. And so I used what I had learned with CrossFit. You know, I mean, I've had, had years of experience with fitness related things, you know, and cardiovascular and where to start people, but how could I incorporate the things that I learned in CrossFit, which is functional fitness to help this woman? So we ended up using, you know, using the, the methods that we had learned with CrossFit to help her. And within a couple of months, she was going down on the floor, back up. Wow. And, like, I remember she, like, brought me this big gift or, like, this personalized bag and all mm-hmm. this stuff just for helping her do that, you know. And I thought that was pretty significant. In the meantime, she also ended up losing about 20 pounds.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm, like, you know, I'm looking at this gal, older gal, who was able to basically change her quality of life just by training oh, yeah. with me a couple times a week.
2: Enabling her.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, and so that, like, really spoke to me, um, and it made me want to really kind of give that to more people. Being mm-hmm. a personal trainer, you know, you're meeting with one person mm-hmm. for one hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get as much influence, I guess, and I think working with so many people in that way really helps me to think, hey, I would like to influence more people, more of the group fitness, which is what CrossFit is about. It's, uh, most of it is group fitness. The community is really important So, um, uh, I actually had ended up getting pregnant and having my third baby around that same time. And that caused me to, uh, quit for a period of time to have a baby, all three of those gyms. When I started to come back after a couple months or thinking about coming back, I ended up saying, you know what? I'm not going to come back. Mm. I'm going to go open my own gym. Mm.
2: (laughs) So tell us a little <laughs> bit about that process because that seems like a big jump. I mean, that's a lot of it is responsibilities a big jump. and a lot yeah. of process Why the switch?
0: Because I, w- well, I wasn't just working as a fitness instructor at those gyms. Um, two of them, the, where I was personal training, I was. I was just, I would come in and do the personal training and leave. Um, I was either an employee or a contract, uh, whatever, 1099 uh, at the other ones. But at one of them, I did much more than that. I was actually their bookkeeper. And that was my background. I actually stopped working at a, um, a tax office to go work for them, doing their bookkeeping and coaching classes. So
2: you went to school? For I did accounting? not go
0: to school for accounting. Oh, you that's didn't. Just, no, that's just, you just been my picked
2: background. it up. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yes. How do you just pick
2: up all of these things? Well, yeah. I can say
0: that I believe that God has positioned me in different. Jobs throughout my life since I was able to start working that actually built me up to what I'm doing now. Mm. So, yeah, I do all of my accounting right now as the business owner. You know, mm. I do, I send my year end stuff to a CPA to double check everything and file our final taxes. But throughout the year, I do all of the stuff. Mm. So, that was what I was doing for them too. So, um, did that for them, coach classes, uh, CrossFit, you know, boot camp. Uh, step classes and spinning oh my <laughs> but then so then I, I quit you know then I had baby well so then when I came back I actually ended up looking at another gym in the area uh, in the interim you know during nursing and getting getting I mean brand new baby it's like <sighs> oh yeah it's crazy you know <laughs> it's <your life>. it's <laughs> so I couldn't like jump right back into where I was I had to kind of stair step it so I actually started working for another gym as a bookkeeper mm-hmm. that was the first thing I did you know still just you know six weeks after uh, having baby. so Started with that and then started teaching some classes for them also.
2: Hmm.
0: What happened is I kind of got, uh, I think God put it on my heart to open something myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Working for two different gyms, doing all the things, like literally all the things. Working with their licensing, working with the taxes. I don't know how many audits I went through uh, for other people, you know, from Department of L&I or Department of Revenue. And... Seeing actually the mistakes that these gym owners had made Hmm. and not liking to be a part of it. Hmm. I remember at one of the gyms I worked at, I did the payroll. Hmm. And so I knew when the payroll was coming out. So as soon as the checks were cut, I made sure to drive straight to the bank Hmm. right after payroll was distributed because I knew that only the first few people would get their checks Wow. Yeah. So because they were in such a dire position, what was happening was the owner was not saving the money that he should have been for those sales taxes to be paid at the end of the quarter. Mm -hmm. He was spending them. So then he's in the hole and we're not making payroll and things like that. But because I was the one doing it, I knew. So
2: Hmm. You're like, this is not
0: okay. Yeah. So that kind of like, okay, you know, note to self, you know, if you ever have your own business, let's put some money away so you can make sure to make payroll. Yeah, because that's because otherwise you're not going to have the product that you want to sell. So I learned a lot from from two different gyms, you know, kind of being behind the scenes. And Mm. I didn't want to work for people like that anymore. My passion was really giving to people and doing the service of fitness. Mm. And if you end up closing your business down, one of them actually ended up being locked up from the Department of Revenue Mm. (laughs) for a couple of days. And they'll do that. If you don't pay your taxes, they will come and put a chain on your door so you can't get in. Yeah. And create business anymore. And, you know, I said,
2: yeah, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. So if you're not able to make those connections with the people and make that impact, Mm -hmm. have that connection, then what's the point of everything else? Absolutely. And so that was your goal. That's your Mm -hmm. purpose. Mm -hmm. Plus, that's not very
0: uh, stable for me. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. get some money for my family and I'm not sure if my paycheck is going to be cashed. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't that was not a good feeling for me. No. So there was an opportunity at the last gym that I was at where they had a space available. It was, I think it was 800 square feet. Oh, wow. It, it was, was a awesome. racquetball court. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, hey, to the owner, what would you think of me um, leasing that out and opening up a CrossFit gym? Mm-hmm you know, that was kind of a sensitive question because I was in the middle of a gym, but they didn't offer anything like CrossFit. They offered kind of like a boot camp class. They did offer kids classes and most of it was just, um, courts and weight training equipment. So it was different <clears throat> and they were also renting a space, um, in the same area to a yoga studio. Hmm. So I knew that it was something that was maybe on their radar. So I approached the owner. He said, yeah, cause probably because, you know, he's in the hole, so he's looking for more income anyway. Mm -hmm. So we ended up striking a deal where I would pay him a a lease amount plus um, a portion of all of the memberships that I got. Now some people might say, oh, my gosh, you got gypped, whatever. But what it gave me was a foot in the door. And so we opened up our gym. We got um, our affiliate from So
2: you said me a couple times. Are you doing this with somebody? I was doing it with
0: my significant other at the time. Yes. And so – Yeah, I was the owner of the gym. It was all under my name, but of course I was with someone who would help me. So yeah, we um, we opened up the gym. Um, at the same time, I was still working for the owner of the gym, okay. of the other gym, I guess, the big gym, I guess you would say, kind of as a transition. So um, part of the day, I would do a put in a couple hours with him and training someone actually to do my job. And then uh, the rest of the day, I was working on my own business. So we did that for about three months. And Mm -hmm. then um, I severed any connection as far as being an employee of Mm -hmm. the big gym.
2: So So, what was that like to make that transition to this is my space? It was interesting. You know, I have to
0: say that, again, God put that gym and that those people in my life to act as a stepping stone because I have to say I was super scared. Um, at the time, you know, I just had a baby, I had quit my other three jobs. So there was nothing that was there available to me. Mm. I was really in a hard place, had nothing necessarily to lose.
2: Mm. I didn't have anything anyway.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, so, you know, I remember sitting in my living room go and asking my significant other, uh, should, should we do this? Yeah. You know, and kind of weighing out the pros and cons. And the thing that struck me the most was, In five years, if I don't open this gym and someone else has has a gym, a CrossFit gym in Puyallup, how would I
2: feel? Mm.
0: And that just sick, it was like a sick feeling. Like I want to throw up right there. So I was like.
2: (sighs) That was your motivator.
0: I had to do it. And I had nothing to lose. I mean, I literally had nothing. I had been through a divorce recently. I had nothing. You know, I was leasing a home. I didn't have a home to lose. You know, I didn't have a job to lose. Like it was only up. So it was like, okay, I'm going to jump off this cliff.
2: Wow. That's
0: intense. <laughs> it was intense. Super scary. Oh, oh nice. my gosh. It was the scariest thing. Plus, you know, like, new baby. Yeah. So, so you still have all these hormones. All those things, all these yes. Things you're focusing on. I feel like I almost died that year.
2: <laughs> yeah. What, then what kind of, I mean, that's a lot of drive. To keep waking up and doing well, that I didn't have day. anything to lose. I guess
0: you know, and I—that's why I say. I, God put me in that position where I didn't have anything to lose. I didn't have anything to fall back on, mm-hmm. so or anything to be like, oh, so, you know, what if this doesn't work? We're going to lose this. There was none of that. It was if this doesn't work, oh well, we'll be in the same spot we are right now. Right, mm-hmm. go get another job. Do exactly, something else. Yeah. yeah. So here's my opportunity. Here's a person who's going to lease me space. There, I have my significant other is here to support me. Uh, it's my passion. It's I did it for someone else for how many years? Yeah. I know how to do it. I knew yeah. how to get all the licenses. I know how to pay all the taxes. I know how to do payroll. Uh, I know how to teach the classes. I'm certified. I've been doing this for 15 years already.
2: Hmm. So why not? Why not? Yeah. So,
0: so yeah, so we did it. And the transition was great. The people I worked with were great. Um, it was kind of a cool sit- situation where the entry to the big gym um, was kind of like our lobby too. And it was kind of a common space. So people would enter this gym and then they could go left and they go to CrossFit or right, they go to the yoga, which they were separate too. So it was like, we were kind of in this little, I don't even know what you would call it, kind of a complex, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had those common people right there at the front desk to kind of help guide our um, customers, I guess, coming in. Mm-hmm. So and to kind of welcome. Them. So that was great. So we didn't have to pay for like, front desk person
2: mm-hmm. so
0: and that and that was kind of part of our deal with paying them a portion of what uh, we got from our people you know I didn't have to pay for the cleaning supplies we got to mm. use their mop and yeah their vacuum and things like that so that was kind of nice so it was great um, for when you're starting it was great it was amazing yeah. and but what happened yeah you know, we had a two-year lease with them and we grew out of it within one year
2: oh wow
0: like if we didn't move it would have been detrimental to the business. Mm. So... It would have been
2: turning people away? We
0: would have been turning people away.
2: Mm. And um,
0: that just felt wrong. Yeah. So we ended up yep. striking it a d- <laughs> 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 and
1: turning yep. into a business. So yeah. we, we
0: started looking for new spaces. And for quite a while um, in the Puyallup area, we were looking uh, uh, up on the hill and downtown. We didn't care which one. And um, ended up finding this space kind of on accident. Well, you know... I believe that God actually put us here. So it's, yeah. I don't believe that it was on accident. You know, it was the perfect place. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But um, we struck a deal with the my prior owner on our lease. We paid them out and were able to move out. And we moved down here literally the one-year anniversary.
2: Wow. So one year.
0: That's all we were there.
2: It was wow. so weird. That's amazing. What an incredible start.
0: Yeah. We went from 800 square feet to now. It was about probably 2,000 square feet out there. It's bigger now. Yeah, it's a huge um, space. Yeah, it seems huge. And yeah, you
2: guys use this outdoor area yeah, as well, Absolutely, right? yes. We
0: use everything here. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, when we moved in here, so all the, this office space that we're in right now was already here, which was significant for us moving in because we didn't have a bunch of costs right at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, tenant improvements is what you'd call it. So, Moving, you know, moving from a smaller space to here. Plus, we didn't have a whole lot of income because we weren't very big. So um, the landlord here was generous to give us a couple months free as we built our business. Wow. Um, in this bigger space. That was incredible. That was amazing. Well, we did sign a five-year lease. So okay. um, because of that length of time, I think they were more conducive to giving us some things. Um, they yeah. did do a couple of projects that we wanted. They built us a wall to divide us from um, adjoining spaces, did some painting, things like that. Um, but for the most part, it was move-in ready. You know, it didn't look pretty, but the pieces, the bones, the walls that we needed were here. So we moved in, we actually had a work party, everyone helped us move all the mats and everything just in one fell swoop from the other location. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And they moved us all down here. It was amazing. Um, It was funny because all of our equipment looked tiny in this big space, Mm, you know, and we're just like, wow, you know, we had all this space to move around and
2: what were, what were some of those first few months? What were some of your aha moments as far as just like, Oh my gosh, we're really doing this. It's, this thing is it was it exciting? Was it again some of that scare, like yeah, being scared, yeah. or was it just excitement? It was definitely excitement. I would say we weren't scared yet,
0: just because the landlords had given us those three months, so the reality hadn't set in yet of what a bigger space would cost, mm-hmm. I guess, to run. Um, so we were just kind of excited, period. yeah, yeah. I was like, huh, ah, yeah, honeymoon period, that's a perfect example. <laughs> like. Um, yeah we moved in we got to have the space you know we got to dream about you know what we would do. Um, what I think was significant was that in our old place we took no income from the gym hmm. during that whole year because as we're growing we really needed to put it right back into the business to, to keep it going Smart. once we moved our membership grew so significantly within a couple months by the time we had to start paying rent our membership doubled
2: Wow,
0: which was incredible and we were able to start taking an actual income from the gym which was great because like my um unemployment from being off was running out you Mm. know and of course costs are starting to increase just based on the space that we're in and so that was that was one of our aha moments like wow this is real now yeah because we're actually getting income now i mean i'm not saying we were like making bank and going out and buying porsches but like (laughs) we were able to like pay our rent at our house, or, you know, we were able to easily get the groceries, things like that, that we weren't having to worry about so much. Like I said, we had nothing at the start. Yeah. Like nothing.
2: So you were truly <laughs> sacrificing and working very hard for a passion, for an idea. Oh, absolutely. That yes. wasn't coming yes. to fruition yet. Until yes.
0: zero income for a year. That's zero. Amazing. Nothing. So you had to have a lot of faith. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of hope
2: for the future. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. But I, you know, I have to say, honestly, I could feel it. I could mm. feel that it was going to grow. Mm. Um, there was never like a, a black cloud or anything kind of mm. over me that was like, oh, questioning it. Mm. Never questioned it. Wow. Um, and, really? And I would say, I would just describe it as a feeling, you know, and I could say that's, that's you know, where my faith comes in. God called me to do this. So he's going to be right with me the whole time. And he has. Um, I remember that. Actually, the after the first couple months of opening at our first location, um, I was talking to a gal that I knew there um, about our finances, just our personal finances, and how I was worried about that, you know, because we weren't taking an income from the gym, you know, I just had a baby, didn't have any income from anything else, and I'm going like, oh my gosh, we're so stressed, hmm. you know, I'm just kind of yeah. venting, I guess, you know, and she was a Christian woman, and she said, are you tithing? Like No, I guess I never thought about it, you know, and, you know, tithing, so that's giving 10% of your income, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, for those who don't know what that means to the church or to, you know, whatever, Giving giving back, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, um, wow, I don't really have anything to give is what I thought. Like, I'm just like, we barely can make the groceries, you know. And and she said, you know, that's when you need to give the most. Mm-hmm. You have to put your faith in that. And so I remember going home, talking with my boyfriend at the time, and we agreed that we would take money from savings and do that. And, oh, <laughs> it's going me cry. Um, that was just... Um, about three months after we opened so it was uh, you know we opened in September I think it was probably December when we started doing that and we've not had any problems since then wow
2: so wow that's amazing it's amazing you know like I said we
0: started by taking money from savings um, money that we were basically saving for groceries hmm so, um, yeah. crazy. So yeah, so since then, um, we have always tithed what we, you know, have personally and what we make at the gym, and I can honestly say that we don't have to worry about um, providing right. for our family now, so, because this is what we've been called to do.
2: Yeah. What a powerful so, thing to be generous yeah. in a time when you you feel that you have other responsibilities.
0: Yeah. I think it, it was more about obedience. Mm. Can we listen to what God has called us to do and what we have to do to, to allow him to do that? Mm. Um, and I think, you know, this woman that I talked to, um, she's a Christian and, you know, he put her there to tell me that. And um, yeah, I mean, we have never stopped tithing since that day. And Mm -hmm. um, every month, you know, I mean, this, this is not a guaranteed business. It's a month to month business. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I have some athletes who have like a one year membership or things like that, but for the bulk of it, it's a month to month business. And Mm -hmm. it's hard, you know, there's an ebb and flow, like, like most businesses, you know, different seasons. And we have definitely have different seasons. And Mm -hmm. I can, I can say with full faith that, we have made it through every season with either just enough or more than enough. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible. And I think that because of that and because of our, um, faith in what he'll provide for us, um, we've been allowed to grow. So.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Um, I think that your story is so inspiring and, um, I mean, we talked a little bit before we started recording, but (laughs) you have to work very hard. You have a full life. You know, you have beautiful children, an incredible husband. You have a very full life. But you have have made that dedication to focus and to work hard. Um, There are a lot of people listening that um, maybe don't have that yet, that purpose, that drive yet. They're still looking. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have maybe some practical advice for some first steps for people who are like, well, I don't know if I have that. Right, right. What are maybe some first things that they could start thinking about or they could start doing?
0: I feel like you have to really pay attention to what makes you feel alive. You know, kind of like you talk about in these podcasts, you know, fitness always made me feel alive. I mean, I started when I was 15, um, kind of on accident, and I found out that I really liked it. You know, I think that a lot of people in their lives have found something that makes them really happy.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But for whatever reason, they poo-poo it. And I did the same thing. And actually, that's why I was in accounting.
2: Because I thought,
0: I love fitness, but I never thought of it as a job or Mm -hmm. a career. Mm -hmm. So it was always my side business, you know? Like, I would have a job, and then I also worked at the gym and taught some classes.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So it wasn't until... Later, you know, when I was at working at those gyms and finding out that they were doing such a poor job of it, <laughs> that I thought, gosh, you know, I bet I could do this better,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know. And why not take my passion and all the things that I learned, which was all the accounting stuff,
2: mm-hmm. and put them
0: together and mm-hmm. just do my own business? You know, I wonder, is there something in people's lives that they have done but never thought that it could be their life? You know, I'm trying to pay attention to my children right now. You know, my oldest is 16 and I'm trying to pay attention to his passion so I can help guide him in that way. Because I think if someone would have been around me to recognize something like that when I was 15 or 20
2: Mm -hmm. to
0: maybe say, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, it might have happened sooner than when I was 35,
2: Mm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: you know, but, you know, like I say, uh, all my prior jobs, I think, really have positioned me to be successful in this, you know, but, you know, that's not to say that that's for everyone. Maybe someone could start earlier, you know, with working towards their passion. You know, I have a two year degree, an associate degree from Pierce College. Hmm. You know, <laughs> Yeah. I didn't go to any other college past that, but I have worked my butt off in every job that I've been at yeah. and I follow my passion. I think that's really what has made me successful here is following the passion and following the gift that I believe God has given me, which is talking to people and having a passion for fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, he gives gifts to everyone and everyone will feel differently doing different things. You yeah. know, there are plenty of things that I don't feel comfortable doing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not gonna pursue that as my job or my passion, you know, or my career. So yeah. Yeah, I really like
1: that you said you listened and you just knew. Yeah. Like I think that's kind of a hard thing mm-hmm. for a lot of us and it takes mm-hmm. practice. Yeah. Maybe, and you know, paying attention to to that, but um, when you really just know, mm-hmm. then you cannot take pay for you yeah. because you know right. Because like, people the path. around you will
0: say things, you know, that maybe discourage you, like, oh, that's you know, that's not smart or that's not really gonna put you ahead or whatever, and mm-hmm. things like that. But you mm-hmm. I think you really have to feel, you know, I, I truly believe that God gives everyone special gifts and they're all different. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's you love the outdoors, like my oldest son loves the outdoors and he loves to build. So the other day I said, hey, you know, I heard of these people called trailblazers mm. where they go up in the mountains and they build the trails that everyone hikes on. You know, they build the little bridges, they put the little steps in the ground, you know, that, that's literally their job. I was like, what about <laughs> that? Like, he loves to build things. He loves outdoors. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking, you know, just things like this. I'm just trying to put some ideas in his head, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. things like that. Like, what are you passionate about? You know, he he's a tinkerer. So, of course, he likes to build things. He actually built a beautiful bench for our gym that I'm going to be bringing in next week. Nice. So that's, that's kind of cool, you know, and it's like, what are people interested in? You know, yeah. what are the things that they gravitate to? Mm. You know, it's pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. You know, that's why like I like say I'm trying to do that with my kids and like okay, you know, do you like this? Do you like that? You know? Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm curious about this. You've been doing this for seven years now. Yeah. And I think for a lot of times, even for things that we're really passionate about, seven years down the road, it it probably looks a lot different. And, and tell me about you know oh, how that feels and how your passion, you know, yeah. what's different about now, seven years in? Yeah, versus towards that's a end. great
0: question. And I think this business is unique in that, I get to physically participate in it, which keeps me healthy and keeps me um, clear-headed and gives me energy. Whereas, you know, um, another type of job, maybe let's say accounting, (laughs) you know, and and that's just because I was at an accounting firm and I saw the owners of the business. You know, physically, that job is not active, and so, and I see it with a lot of our athletes too who have sit-down jobs. Sometimes you can really lose passion because your body is not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have, I'm kind of like cheating in a way because my, my business is, is moving and and keeping me healthy. So I think that's one way, but also um, recently we've rebranded and, and kind of reinvented ourselves. And what spurred that on was, I think probably our, we had to renew our lease, you know? So we're like, okay, we're going to be here for another five years.
1: How scary is that, by the way? A five-year
0: lease. It is scary. (laughs) We made it through the first five years. (laughs) You know, and, but I think that, and like I said, that's what kind of spurred it on is, okay, we're going to be here another five years. We started taking a look at what's going, what the place looked like, Mm -hmm. you know, inside and out. You know, what kind of things have I always wanted to do? Like, I always wanted to put lights on the the building outside, of, you know, so, okay, let's, let's add that to our to-do list. You know, we did a, a fundraiser last fall to make some changes inside, which we ended up knocking down a bunch of walls and creating more space and improving the flow. So I just kind of took all of those things that we had always wanted to do, but never set aside time or funds to do it. And since we did, yeah, make that commitment to a five-year lease, now mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And so what's happened is it's created energy in the gym and with the membership and with the rebranding and kind of you know, uh, how do I say this? Um, putting ourselves out there in the community in a different light just has given it a refresh, you know, just like you might repaint your house, you know, and it just kind of refreshes the neighborhood, things like that. And I feel that same way about kind of our rebranding, letting people know that we're here, because I would go out in the community and people would be like, oh, I never knew you were there. I'm like, then I must be doing something wrong. If Mm -hmm. they never knew I was here, I'm literally just on the main street in Puyallup. You know, it's not hard to find us. We have a sign, signage everywhere, you know, but for some reason I had failed. And so um, I actually started working with um, a local businessman to help me um, kind of rebrand and some ideas, getting out there, doing new things. Um, I've never been very good at advertising um, because I always felt like it was, I don't know, edifying myself, Mm. you know, and so I had to kind of get out of that mindset of it's not for myself. I am the face of the business, but really what I'm advertising is what we're offering and our services that we do give to the community. And I believe in it so much that I just had to learn to kind of let that go and let it out and express it to people. And Mm. so he's helped me to do that. Um, So we've been kind of out there a little bit more on social media, a little bit more community events, which has really helped us. Um, And so all that is exciting, you know, um, being out in the community and doing new things is exciting. So I think that gives life to the business and it makes me look forward to it rather than just the grind. Mm -hmm. You know, I can say I can truly say that there was a feeling of the grind, you know, maybe two years ago, you Mm -hmm. know, or when things change in my personal life then it becomes very difficult to,
2: yay, be happy at work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
0: and so that's yeah. been a struggle too, you know, making sure that all those things are good at home so that I can put my best foot forward here too, you know, um, and I would say, I mean, we're in a great place, you know, in that respect now and um, yeah, now we can put some energy in and make it exciting. My husband has become more of a, you um, partner in the business so that's kind of a new thing too for me it was just myself for so long and it it was hard to let him kind of step in as you can imagine if you had been doing a project yourself for five years you know and then a new person kind of comes into your life you know and they're not a business owner and you know admittedly he says he doesn't have that entrepreneurial mind you know but
2: He's a policeman. He's a for, police officer. Yeah. Kirkland.
0: Yeah, and so he, you know, he's got a very busy job that's very mentally intensive, and he doesn't want to think about this. <clears throat> and really, what we've done is, um, he's been able to be a big part of it without having to think about it. Mm. I'm still the one who runs the business. You know, but I get to have someone who supports me in everything and I can run decisions by. He's here. He's part. I mean, he coaches classes here, too. So he's really part of the community here now. And that's something new. So that gives me passion, too. And now even as my kids are getting older, you know, my oldest is 16 and he's showing more interest. And so that gives, you know, like there's just kind of like all these little stages of life, I guess, that are just making Mm -hmm. the business grow. And I'm allowing it to like I can see where someone might not allow Hmm. growth. Right. And I see it a lot in businesses, they, they, even businesses just even even in this complex that have been here the same amount of time that I have. And I wonder if they were to kind of, I don't know, kind of renew everything, not yeah. everything, but, you know, renew their signage or, I don't know, put a, make a new advertising thing. How would that impact their business? Yeah. You know, like even just planting flowers outside in pots can like really give a different look to the business, you know, and I know a lot of businesses right now are struggling with the whole social media thing. Yeah. You know? And as I've been working with making videos, uh, you know, and now I'm watching other people's videos and going, Oh gosh, why are they doing it that way? Don't they know how to do this and that? <laughs> and they got, you can't hear them and you can't see them and everything's backwards, you know? And yeah, like, there's all those things that I never knew before, but now I'm starting to learn them too. And it's, I've always liked to learn new things. So I guess that's been helping me stay
1: you know, mm. So, uh, okay, letting the yeah, evolution happen yeah. and continuing to learn. Yeah,
0: not yeah. not putting you know the brakes on anything. It being open to new ideas. Yeah, you know things that you aren't comfortable. with. I was not comfortable with being on video, and mm. I was like, like cringing. Know. I know, right? You can't tell. <laughs> but man, if you would have been there in some of our early meet earlier meetings, you know, and it, it was funny because he would like he would pretend he was me, and I would videotape him, not on live video, but I would just video him. And then I would watch it later, like, write down everything that he said. Mm. trying to, like, just have some sort of dialogue to say. Then I would just practice myself, like I would say it. But I'd, like, trip over my words and stuff and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how am I ever going to be able to do this? And so I actually had to practice it. Yes. Like, I had to practice just, or we have this app called Marco Polo. Maybe you guys have been on that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, Marco Polo. (laughs) Yeah. So that really helped me, too, because I used my audience of my staff. Which we're we're all cheesy, and we always use the weird voices on Marco Polo. What?
2: But it made me
0: comfortable yes. looking at the screen, yes, and do, saying something, yes. You know, I try to say important things to the staff. <laughs> yeah, Of course, we always do fun stuff. But I would like make little videos. Like I might program some exercise that they didn't know what it was, so I would say, "Hey guys, here I am. This is it." And I do a little, you know, instructional video. It was only like ten people that see it, and they're all my peeps. So it's okay if my hair doesn't look great or whatever. And, you know, who cares? But it made me a lot more comfortable. So that yes. was something significant, you know, to, to practice yeah. doing something that I was uncomfortable with. Because now it's paying off
2: mm-hmm. with
0: my business,
2: mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah. And actually my confidence, too. I would say even teaching classes and doing stuff like that, I think it's actually made me become a better coach, too. You know, kind of through that process, I guess. You know, and I, I guess see. being uncomfortable... It's good. <laughs> it's good. Like I tell people here, you know, um, we're we're yeah. taking you out of your comfort zone to do these exercises, mm-hmm. you know. And so I had to get out of my comfort zone to do marketing and advertising, you mm. know, because people need to know. And I think one of the most significant things he told me was even if just one person is affected by what you advertise or market or put on a video, it's worth it. And I started seeing that, like I do, you know, do a video and it wasn't like the greatest, you know, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that, or I can't believe I said that, or I say, um, too much, you know, all those things that you, you know, I still do you know, I am like, no, oh, stop saying, um, you know, and um, then I would get a message like on Messenger, in, in, you know, a private message that said, thanks for sharing that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, he was right, mm-hmm. you know, I affected one person, mm-hmm. you know, or we just did a special, I think it was about two months ago where I talked about my passion for CrossFit and how much I believe in it. And I offered a special, you know, thinking, okay, well, we'll see, it's kind of, you know, kind of like fishing, you know, and I got one person. Mm-hmm. But one person now is going to recommit to their fitness, someone who'd been here before. So he he knows he likes it here. Um, but I kind of, you know, I gave him a deal for coming back and mm-hmm. making a commitment. Mm-hmm. And so that was, again, that was something that kind of verified my getting out of my comfort zone. That hey, yeah. it is working, yeah. you know, and so it's. Now I can say it's kind of like it's like snowballing now, I guess, in a good way. Yeah, you know, and yes. it's exciting, like just the energy from people, you know. And I mean, I can yeah. imagine that would be with any business, you know. You have a scone business or whatever. Not that, not that I <laughs> eat scones. And I eat pizza. You know? <laughs> Man. But you know, or like the mailbox supply business, you know. Like it's it's interesting what you can do, you know, and I think. A lot of business owners just don't aren't open to trying new things, mm. you know, and it really our society moves so quickly now. I mean, mm. like my iPad that I just bought two two years ago for our sign in here is like crapping out on us, you know, And mm-hmm. I mean, that's how fast you have to move with stuff. So.
2: <laughs> yes, well, this has been so exciting. I feel like you've given us a lot.
0: I feel
2: like I did too. I feel like I gave you more than you wanted. <laughs> no, no, this was amazing. Thank you so much. No, it was great. I feel like we got a chance to hear your heart and um and also some of the practical things. Um, but if you were gonna leave one thought with our listeners, you know, that same concept of if you wanna if you were gonna impact one person. Yeah. What do you think you would say to them?
0: I would say, you know, kinda like we we talked about a little earlier, just listening to what you what's on your heart and what's on your mind what do you think about all the time what inspires you what makes you feel alive you know and go towards that because it's there for a reason you have those feelings for a reason you've been given a gift
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: what better thing to do than take that gift and impact your world or impact your community you know don't fight it Mm -hmm. it might seem weird to you or not enough or something like that but there's a reason why you have that interest or that passion and go for it awesome perfect love
1: it <laughs> love it cool thank you so much really yes, appreciate your time this
0: is fun yeah. thank, thank you,
2: you. <laughs>
1: Thanks so much for checking out our latest episode.
2: Be sure to check out the show notes for any links and additional info related to this episode.
1: You can find us on the web at theforgottenartproject.com.
2: And we also want to make sure and let you guys know about our Facebook group. Check out our Facebook page and click on the link to our group and we will make sure and add you. It's a great opportunity to continue the conversations that we are having during our interviews and we would love to have you be a part of it.
1: If you have a great story, or you know somebody that has a great story that you think would be a great fit for our show, please feel free to use the contact form on our website or email us at theforgottenartstories@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We would love to hear about how you are pursuing what makes you alive. If you'd like to support this project, we've created an opportunity for you to do so. You can go to patreon.com forward slash the Art Project. And for as little as a cup of coffee or $4 a month, you can help us move this project forward and get some new equipment. Our first goal really is just to get some nicer equipment. You can hear how nice this microphone sounds. We'd like to get a few more of these so that the audio quality sounds fantastic for all of you folks to hear. We are truly honored to get to share your story.